Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. This is a brand new Zimmerman Podcast mini-series, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. In the next few weeks leading up to the release of my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, we'll be taking a look under the cover as I share insider information about the story and process behind my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, which releases May 7, 2020. I'm sitting down with Rachel, who will be interviewing me about the deeply personal and never-before-shared details of my journey through living and writing Sleeping with a Stranger. So let's do this. Let's go under the cover. Hi, Rachel. Welcome back. Thanks, Jess. Here we go. Sleeping with a stranger. We're going to talk about self-care, the self-care that you kind of practiced um, during the events that are in the book, what's happened since the events of the book have you know, kind of passed. Um, I feel like self-care is such a hot topic right now, and we are currently, as a nation, on day, gosh, seven of self-isolation. Um, we're locked down. We are. We are. And we are being, you know, safe and smart. And that can be really, as two, you and I are both moms. Um, both our husbands are home. Thank goodness. Um, not everyone has that luxury, but it can be it can be hard <laughs> when you have to work and parent and live and be in the same space all the time when the future is uncertain. There's so many things out of control. And I was talking to my husband this week and I was thinking about you and we were as a team already in a season of a lot being out of our control and there being a lot of unknowns um, and just kind of like you know, buckling up and writing it out. And then, you know, everything happened this past week. Um, and it's just funny because in some ways it doesn't feel that much more stressful to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I went from not knowing what the future will look like to not knowing what the future will look like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yes. It's so important to do things, you know, mentally and physically and spiritually to take care of ourselves when A, so much is uncertain, we feel so out of control, B, we are confined in these, you know, places with people all day, every day. And even if that weren't the case, I just want to talk about, you know, what you learned about yourself because it's such a key part of the book about how to take care of yourself in all these different arenas. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And I think, First and foremost, just with what we're going through right now, I'm just really grateful that I have a job where I can still, like right now, I'm up here and I'm recording this with you and my husband is, you know, watching the kids out in the backyard and I'm able to still work and there. I know there are so many people that that can't and, and my heart just goes out to you and I'm thinking about you. And I think that, um, I, you know, I really do. I've seen a lot of people on social media, you know, kind of panicking and everything. And I think really it all kind of boils down to really looking at what you can control because there's so many things that we can't and there's no sense in even trying to or even even giving that a moment's thought. It's just 
what is it that we can control? And we'll worry about that. And I think that, you know, some of the reasons why, you know, these grocery stores and stuff are completely, you know, out of product is that is coming from a place of fear with people. It, they don't know what's happening in the future. They can't control that, but they can control how many, you know, cans of chicken broth they have in their, in their pantry. And I, you know, I just look at that as, wow, people really are coming from a place of fear. And I think that, you know, for me, the book really reveals how I really lived from a place of fear for a long time. And it basically is just getting back to like the simplest of things. And I, you know, even, you know, I try to do these things every day, you know, for me, it's getting up every morning and, you know, having a little bit of a, of a devotional, having some meditation time, exercising, getting out in the sunshine, eating five colors a day and deep breathing. You know what I mean? Like Uh that simple as that. And, it's amazing how I think everyone tries. I gave this example. I don't know if this is the platform to share this, but I'm going to share it anyway because um, it's my platform. I mean, it's not that it's my platform. It's my podcast. <laughs> I guess I um, but um, I, we, we go to a, a, a Bible study. It's like a life group. And um, the reason why I ever hesitate to share anything about my faith is because I I know that there are a lot of people that have felt very judged by people of faith. And I just want to say that I'm not one of those people. I mean, the only people that I judge are people who wear matching t-shirts to Disney World. Like that's... (laughs) (laughs) All bets are off. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. Um, But I... um, I just really come from a place of love and acceptance and I don't ever, ever want to come across as, as judgmental or that I think because I have this faith that I'm better because I don't at all, at all. And I'm so loving and accepting of, of other people and, and people who have different faiths and, you know, just, just, uh, everyone doing what they believe is best in their life, you know? And so I, I think the, the only reason why I ever hesitate to share is because I don't ever want anyone to go, well, I can't listen to her anymore because she's going to judge me or whatever, because that's not the case. But anyway, let me just, let me just share this. So we have a life group that we meet with once a week and it's just other, you know, other grownups, other adults um, that are, that are our age. Brian and I are actually the youngest ones. It's like the one place where we're the youngest and it's, it's Oh, that's so fun. great. I love I know, that. It's so great. Everyone else is like five years older and I just love it. Like they're in their forties and we're still in our thirties and I just, it's, it makes me so happy. And I don't, I don't, you know, ever, ever miss a beat to, share that again or to, you know, let them know that at, at life. Yeah. <laughs> that they're older. Life. Yeah. <laughs> but we rotated this year with teaching lessons and I taught a lesson a few weeks ago and it was about seeds. I, I'm totally forgot how this relates to the, what we're talking about, but hopefully, hopefully we'll You'll figure that out. your way. Yeah. I'm <laughs> on a different direction, but, um, but I taught about seeds and how we go to God or we, when we pray and we say, Lord, like give us our gift or our purpose or our plan, you know, like we need to know what it is so that we can get started and, and, and go. And he's, he's like, okay, here you go. And he gives us a packet of seeds where we look at those seeds and we're like, ugh, I don't want these. Like, what do you want? Like, I'm not a gardener. 
I don't do this. Like what? I don't, I don't understand. Like, why are you giving me seeds? And he's like, just, just take the seeds. Just, just go take them. And what I find a lot of people do is they, you know, are walking around with like big bags of just packets and packets and packets of seeds. Like they, they listen to all the podcasts and they read all the books and they, they read all the blogs and they, you know what I mean? Like they want, and I have a student who, uh, man, I think about her every time, but she's literally taken every single one of my programs, every single one of my programs, every single class I've ever taught, every webinar. I mean, she has been there. And every time I talk to her, she seems um, frustrated. Now I have a lot of students who they, they go through the programs, they do the work and they see the results. And for her in particular, what I see is someone who buys the program, reads the program, but never actually puts in the work. You know what I mean? She doesn't, Mm -hmm. doesn't cultivate the program and you're never going to get results if you don't do the actual work. And it's one thing to like know what to do. It's another thing to actually do it. And um, so you see these people and they're just walking around with just bags and bags of seeds. And they're like, look at me, look at all my seeds. You know, like, look, I I, I know all the stuff. I got, I got all the, le- I've read all the books. I know everything. And, uh, but they, but they, they don't because they're still wondering what their purpose is. They're still wondering what their plan is. And then we get frustrated because we look over and we see that someone else has, you know, two acres or 20 acres, you know, of just gorgeous, gorgeous flowers, like this huge flower farm, right? Just, just, just acres of it. And we're like, ugh, why can't I have the acres and acres of flowers? And it's like, well, um, first of all, I didn't give you a flower seed. I gave you an oak tree seed. And also, so quit comparing your seed to her seed. And number two, don't get upset because that person has been cultivating that seed for a decade and now gets those results when you haven't even opened your package of seeds. Mark your calendar for May 7th. It's book launch day. If you want details on my upcoming book tour, like cities I'll be visiting, how you can meet me in person and get a signed copy of the book, you got to get your name on the list. This list will get you the VIP treatment. We've got awesome bonuses prepared, but only for those who have signed up. Go to sleepingwithastranger.com to become a VIP today. I feel like I've gone way off topic, but I'm just going to I'm just going to finish this story up. Okay, so basically, the reason why we don't like to do that work is because that's the underground work, right? Like before a seed can pop out and become a flower or become the beginning of an oak tree or whatever, a lot has to happen under the soil. And that is the underground work, and that is the stuff that no one sees. And you can look on social media right now and you can see people who are in pain. Even before this whole epidemic went on, you can see, I mean, the people who are constantly posting, and this isn't a judgmental thing, this is an observation, but people who are constantly posting something that they've done, they're wanting someone to say, good job, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they need that affirmation. And that makes me sad because that shows me that, you know, maybe they're not getting that affirmation at home or maybe they are, but they don't want it from that person. 
and that there, there's a problem there. You know what I mean? And so the cultivation of the seed is really the underground work. And it is the stuff that no one sees. We cannot post a picture about it and, and have people say, great job, you're doing great because it's the stuff no one sees. And um, it's it's more, you know, in the dark, it's more painful. And then there's the breaking and the breaking. And this is this all kind of, I feel like the past four years for me, have been a lot of underground work mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, and it, just even in the past year, year and a half, um, was really the breaking and you have to go through a lot of pain and you have to almost be completely broken for, uh, and if you look at it, you know, in comparison, the ground has to break, like the soil has to break down for the seed to be able to really plant those roots and get good nutrients out of it. Right. And then only through the breakage, is that when like the plant produces, you know, its bloom or whatever it is, whether it's an oak tree or a field of flowers or whatever. And I think that there's a lot of people that aren't willing to do the underground work. Now, we don't have to look at this from a from a faith perspective. You could just look at this from a work perspective if you want to, you know. Um, you you want to know what your purpose is and you want to know what your next step is, but are you willing to do the underground work? to get there because you're never going to get, um, I'm already preparing. Uh, I've had, I've had a few people reach out who have read the book and, and just saying like, Oh, we want you on this show or something. And, and, you know, I think about if that were to happen, somebody saying, you know, like, Oh, there's an overnight success. And it's like, that's funny because I've been working on this for over a decade. You know what I mean? Uh Like you've got to be willing to do the work for your purpose or your plan to really be realized. And I think for me, I sat in the pain for a long time. I think that our truest selves are found through our pain. So I don't think we need to avoid it. I don't think we need to numb it. I think we need to be strong enough to walk right through it and and embrace it and and figure out who we are at the end of it. But also if the quicker we are to like do that work, the quicker we are to get to the to the to the What's the word I'm looking for? The produce of the seed, like the, the fruit, the flower, the fruit, the fruit. yeah, yes, flower yeah. and the fruit, and the and which I think is a lot of people's purpose. And I think for me, part of that, like just that breakage, just that right there, like I'm either gonna die or I'm gonna get, I'm gonna break through this soil, and the fruit is gonna happen. For me, it really was getting back to the basics, which was, you know, reading, meditating eating five colors a day, being in the sunshine, exercising, like the simplest of things that I can do all by myself, that I can control all by myself. I don't need anyone else to to do those things for me. Like I am in control of those things. And so I think in just a time like we're in right now, knowing that you are in control of the things that actually give you the best version of yourself, because I believe so strongly that our minds and our hearts and our bodies are connected. And I think we have to do a little bit with each of that every day to be our best selves. Yeah. I don't know if that was the most roundabout answer ever. Well, I also think when you were, when I was listening to you, I was thinking the truth is if we're living out our purpose, we're doing that just as well when things are uncomfortable, when we're trying to break through as when, you know, things are flourishing and growing wildly. So if you like your purpose for this past year, and so therefore like the rest of the team's purpose has 
been this book. And it has very seldom felt comfortable. We're, maybe we're getting to a stage where we're going to see some fruit, but it's no less your purpose in these hard, uncomfortable stages than it will be when it comes out and people love it and are reading it. Like the their comfort level has nothing to do with how convinced you are that it's your purpose. It just means that it's, it's tough. And I think of self-care, like the things you talked about that are helpful to you, that you discovered through the process of what's described in the book. You know, some of those things are, if we're extending this metaphor, taking in nutrients, you know, like taking things from the soil through our roots and using them to feel, to fuel our bodies. And some of them are kind of the pushing through the soil types of things. And they're both self-care. Self -care. So like exercising doesn't always feel good when you're doing it, but you usually like having done it and it helps, you know, it helps your endorphins. It just helps you knowing that you've moved your body. Um, no one ever finishes a run and goes, you know what? I really regret that. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if you're like vomiting, <laughs> maybe you're like, oh man, <laughs> But no, yeah, but like it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily feel good, but you know that it is part of, you know, what's fueling you. Um, you know that it's helping you break through that ground. And maybe something like reading and having quiet time feels a little better. I think it's still tough to commit to, but it feels more nurturing. Um, and it's also so essential. So there are things that are easier to do. Like maybe you need to take a bath. You, Jess, you love taking baths. <laughs> I'm a bath person every day. I got, I took a bath right before I got on here to record this. I bath, I bathe in a bathtub two to three times a day. Is that not crazy? That's a little crazy. That is wild. But I was reading something. Was it Glennon Doyle? I think she just posted something about just add water. Like so many of the things that feel overwhelming, take like drink a glass of water, take a bath. <laughs> sometimes you need a glass of water. Sometimes you need a bath. Sometimes you need to be by the ocean. Like, yeah, water. And it's right there. It's right there. We have access to it, which is we're so lucky. We're so lucky and grateful and 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 blessed. Like we should it's the simplest things. I mean, even with this whole, you know, thing that's going on right now, I saw uh, a picture once again of a grocery store where like all the shelves were cleared, but all of the fresh produce was still there. And I thought, you know, I mean, just by this picture alone, that shows that most people don't really understand immunity systems or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like we need to be having fresh fruits and vegetables and it's just, we need to be, be kind of of the earth, not to sound like a big earth muffin over here, but like you, you know, we need to eat the things that grew out of the ground, not that we're, you know, made in a factory and we need, you know, I mean, although I love a Cheeto as much as anyone else, but I mean, I need to, you know, eat real food and I need to you know, just go outside and like lay down and let the sun hit my face for five minutes mm -hmm. and, you know, just things like that. And even just as simple as, you know, what, or, or reading or, or doing a devotional or whatever that is, what that is, is it's working your mind versus numbing your mind. Like it, it, watching a show or something is oftentimes just escaping and numbing instead of kind of exercising our mind, which is important. So, Yeah. It's not that it's always easy, but it's what's, for me, it's those simple things are what, you know, make the best version of me. And I'm just constantly striving to like, I want to meet her one day. Like who is the best 
version of Jessica Zimmerman. Like, I want to meet her. Yeah. And so you I think she's going to be pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> so you keep pushing through because you know you're you're on your way to your purpose. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I don't know if I answered the question or not, but there's a fun story for you. <laughs> there is a fun story. And we can, um, maybe in the show notes for this episode, we can just, I'll, you know, put a list of some of your favorite self-care things you can do. Um, but you know, you go to therapy, you love taking baths, you like getting outside in the sunshine. Hiking was really big for you this fall. Um, you stay hydrated. Um, you kind of don't drink a lot of caffeine or like sugary beverages anymore. Cause it, you know, it can no, mess with you. I don't, drink, I don't drink any, the only time I have a Coke is if I'm at the movie theater, like at the theater, it's like my candy. I'll have like a Coke, but that's the only time. So I just drink water and then tea if I need some caffeine, but I don't, I don't normally have that. I mean, that's just kind of like a, I mainly, I, I do like beekeepers, uh, like brain fuel and stuff like that. Yeah. It, which is very energizing. Yeah. That get that that's better than like any type of caffeine. So I do try to be as, you know, of the earth as I can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Jess. I hope that all of us, um, you know, as we are navigating this uncertain time, we can just, like you said, um, f- stick to the basics, um, try to live out our purpose. Um, and as we do so, do things to take care of ourselves, um, whether that be taking a bath or walking around our backyard or um, talking with a friend um, and just, yeah, sticking to the basics of what's going to fuel us. Um, and help us break through the ground this spring. Yep. I love it. All right, guys, go to sleepingwithastranger.com because it's coming real soon. Pre-order. <laughs> Pre-order. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zimmerman Podcast miniseries, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. Don't forget, you can get book updates and VIP treatment at sleepingwithastranger.com. The book will be available May 7th. I'll see you next time.